Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton and recording this as I sit here and watch snowfall out my window. So I am in a good mood. I hope you are too. I know you will be after today's episode. I'm talking today with Diane. Diane is one of my clients and we had such a great conversation. I'm sharing with you the highlights because, so here's what happened. We were talking about What has really helped her the most? What tools or strategies have had the biggest impact on her food choices, right? And what she told me was tracking and affirmations, writing down what she eats, how she's feeling, her sleep, and affirmations, the things she says to herself, sort of like positive mantras. And I said, okay, but here's what I want to know, Diane. Does this just make you feel better? Or does this actually change the food choices that you make? Because I think sometimes when people hear things like tracking and affirmations changed me, did it just change how you feel in terms of now you're happier? Or does it materially change the way you look at food and the food choices that you make? And for her, it really did change the food choices that she made. So I said, okay, tell me how. And it came down to a conversation about expectations and control. Because when we understand our behavior and we can predict where we might struggle, we have so much more peace and power. We don't feel caught off guard and we can develop an intelligent strategy. And when we operate from a place of understanding and having expectations and putting a strategy in place, we don't need so much willpower and determination. When we approach things by working smart, which can only happen with a thorough understanding, we don't have to work so hard. And so it becomes about executing a strategy instead of relying on strength, instead of relying on willpower. And that's why for Diane, This awareness made everything easier. Yeah, she made better food choices, right? Yeah, she stopped relying on food emotionally or giving into cravings when she was so tired, but it didn't come from willpower and sheer determination. It came from the strategy she was able to develop by working smart smart, so she didn't have to work so hard. We also touch on the idea of self-sabotage, on how to very tactically make improvements on, say, a habit of eating at night, like after 9 p.m. So we go into a lot of great stuff that I think you're going to find really helpful. Just a quick reminder, if you want an opportunity to get some coaching from me for free, make sure you sign up for the free webinar series I have going on on Tuesday and Wednesday, December 13th and 14th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can register. It's free at primalpotential.com slash December. 
Or if you want more information about the Fat Loss Fast Track, which kicks off in January, but registration closes as soon as it fills up, um, you can either register for that webinar, because I'll talk about that at the end, or you can email me if you're like, I need this, let me in, give me the link, I want to make sure I have a spot, shoot me an email and I will make sure to get you squared away. There is a contact form on primalpotential.com if you're not sure of my email address, or you can just hit reply to any of the emails you've gotten um, from me on the VIP list at any point in time. So I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation with Diane. Again, if you want to be a part of that free training on December 13th and 14th, just go to primalpotential.com forward slash December. And if you're like, I need this fat loss fast track in my life, let's make that happen. So big thank you to Diane and I hope you enjoy today's show. Diane and I are going to dive right in where I ask her about these tools that have helped her and if she can give us an example on how they have influenced the choices she makes. So we're going to start off when I ask her about these tools. The tracking is all about Mm self-awareness and, you know, living in the now, making decisions in the now regarding what's going on with food right now. And I've always thought of myself as kind of a in the now person. So it was really funny for me to find out that I can be, but I don't, I I hadn't been doing it with food, um, Mm. which doesn't even make sense. But uh, so yeah, it's all about self-awareness and why we choose what we choose to eat, why we eat, when we do, how we do, how much we do, Uh, the tracking you end up with a book about yourself, about your behavior, about your, your thoughts and your motivation and, uh, your challenges. And you can use that to learn about yourself and using that information. I mean, that's new data, right? So Mm -hmm. when, when you have new information, you get to use it (laughs) to make different choices that move you in the direction you want to go. And, That's been invaluable because I've learned quite a few things about myself that I honestly didn't know. And I thought I was a pretty uh, self-aware person until now. (laughs) I totally get that. And I'm wondering if for the benefit of somebody who's like, what could I possibly learn that would change the way I make choices? Is there an example that you Mm -hmm. can give about how understanding yourself and what drives your choices influences or improves the quality of the choices that you make? Um, yeah, I learned that when I don't get enough sleep or my sleep quality is poor, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's just one night or several that impacts what I want to eat. I, I tend to, to have more sweet cravings, which is just bizarre, but there it is in black and white. It's in my journal. Mm -hmm. When I haven't slept well, the next day at some point, I'm going to crave something sweet. Mm -hmm. And so that has shown me, okay, first of all, I need to prioritize sleep. But additionally, if it's out of my control or whatever, I just haven't had a good night's sleep. I can be on the lookout for those sweet cravings mm. and I can say, aha, I, I know why you were happening. happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And then I have my little strategy for what do I do now that those sweet mm-hmm. cravings are here. So, so you're not um, caught off guard. You don't necessarily feel like they came out of left field and now you're struggling to deal with it on the fly. Exactly, because um, one of the challenges was to create a strategy and have a game plan mm-hmm. for things that are expected or maybe will show up unexpectedly, but you know mm-hmm. that they're going to at some point because they have mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's about being prepared. Yeah, yeah. And, and having s- tools. It's so I mean, funny because 
They are all tools. And it's so funny that you say it's about being prepared because we have been eating since we were born. And for most of us, for our entire adult lives and often even longer, certainly for me, from childhood through adulthood, we make the same decisions over and over that either make us feel bad or make us feel guilty or leave us feeling lethargic or don't take us towards our goals. And yet these same things catch us off guard and we feel unprepared and ill-equipped. But when we understand them better, we no longer have to be like, oh my gosh, the craving monster got me today. Like, no, this, this was predictable. (laughs) We, we can expect this to happen again. And I know I've talked before about how, like, if you walked into your office and every single day, some guy jumped out from behind the door to scare you, like (laughs) at some point he would stop scaring you because you would know, okay, when I walk through that door, that guy is going to be there and you would no longer jump out of your shoes, right? Because you can expect it and you can say, I'm going to go in through a different door or I'm going to, you know, just stand here and know that he's coming and like, whatever, I know he's coming and I don't have to react. But with food, it's like, oh, there are the cravings again. Oh no, what do I do? You know, and I'm not being flippant. It's just that when you develop this awareness through tracking and journaling and paying attention and asking questions, those moments of temptation, they lose their power. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And that is a game changer because then it's not about willpower because you don't need it because you have tools. You don't need to just be tough. You have tools. You can be strategic instead of strong. Yes, yes. And that's, that's so different than anything else I've done in the past. It's yeah. always been, oh, got to have willpower, got to be strong. Mm-hmm. And then you have this inner conflict going on with yourself. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I would just give in just to be done with the conflict and the anxiety yes. that it caused. Giving in to end the discomfort. Yes, yes. And that doesn't happen anymore because there is no conflict. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Because it doesn't surprise you. You're prepared. You have a plan ahead of time. And you know, it's just a feeling or it's just a craving or it's just a moment. I don't need to make this larger than life. Yes, yes. And that's another thing that I learned too. It's okay to sit with uncomfortable feelings if Mm -hmm. I have them and to learn from them and to journal about them and to see what that's all about. What does it mean? And And to trust that it's going to pass. It does pass. And that's, that was another thing. Like in the past, um, I would get, let's say a craving or just an urge like, Ooh, you know, I really feel like something sweet. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's go hunt in the kitchen. And I don't normally keep candy and stuff in the house, but Mm -hmm. When you have a sweet craving, it's amazing how innovative you can be. Mm-hmm. And so I would have a couple bowls of cereal or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. until, you know, 30 minutes passed and I would still have that same craving. So mm-hmm. I would go off and search again. And, you know, it just doesn't happen as frequently as it, it did because I I have that awareness now. Okay, yeah. this the sweet craving is probably because I didn't sleep well the last couple of nights mm-hmm. and gee, what have I learned that I can use as a tool to deal with this right now? Yeah. And, and not, you know, and, and the conflict done, you know. So. Yeah, understanding yourself brings so much power and confidence and peace. It's kind of like I know when I was deep in debt, I didn't want to see the numbers. I didn't want to know how bad it was. And that not knowing, it made the conflict and the tension and the anxiety worse. It was larger than life because I wasn't facing it. But when you understand 
this is what I owe, this is what I make, and this is what I can do about it, the tension naturally subsides. And it's the same thing with food. When it's no longer like, oh God, I hope today's a good food day. And instead it's, well, look, if I do this, this is what's going to happen. And if I don't get enough sleep, I can expect these cravings. And if I don't have Mm -hmm. this satisfying lunch, then in a couple of hours, I'm going to be jonesing for a candy bar. When you have that awareness, you have less anxiety. Mm -hmm. That's exactly, that's exactly right. So one of the things I like to ask, because sometimes we think that if we get started making progress, there's this expectation that everything is easy and we're just perfect. And and that's not real. We all have our areas of struggle. Where would you say that you find yourself having the most difficulty right now or where you think things are hardest? Right now, um, I've noticed that it's more of it's more about my negative self-talk or maybe it's not even negative. It's just about my self-talk. Mm-hmm. And um, I could give you an example. Sure. Um, my one my one thing, the one thing that I have in my tracking and in my my journaling is to not eat after nine o'clock okay. <laughs> at night. And and that's kind of late, I know, but that's a significant improvement for at, me. So hey, I'm, that's all that matters, an improvement for <laughs> I'm you. Gonna stay there. Yeah, I'm going to stay there for a while. And, and for the most part, it has gotten easier. But just a couple nights ago, it was 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, gosh, you know, I was actually I had experienced a lot of stress that day. So that's mm-hmm. that's something right there, because I think that might have triggered mm-hmm. It's just something to think about. I, I know I was under more stress than usual that day, and I also know I hadn't gotten, talking about sleep before, I hadn't gotten uh, very mm-hmm. good sleep the night before that. Actually, the past, the two nights prior to that, um, and I, I can remember all this because I journaled about it, but um, so I can remember sitting there, my husband had gone to bed, and I've got the TV on, and I'm kind of just, you know, doing my thing of browsing online and probably shopping and reading and watching TV or whatever and thinking, gosh, you know, I'm kind of, kind of feeling like snacking. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I did now what I chose to snack on was a big improvement. It was, it was almond butter and sugar-free jelly, just a few spoons full of that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, it wasn't a terrible choice, but at the same time, I kind of, I made, not a good choice by eating after 9 p.m. when that's my one good, my one thing that I, you know, write down that I'm going to work on every night and be aware of is just Mm -hmm. not eating after 9 p.m. So, um, yeah, I still struggle with the mindset because I told myself, oh, it's okay because I'm making um, a a decent choice. Yeah, Yeah, nothing with sugar and I'm not overeating. I only had a few spoonfuls, but still, see, so it's that mindset of, oh, it's okay. It'll be fine. Talking yourself into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go so far as to call it self-sabotage. And the reason mm-hmm. why I say that is because I think that it is unnecessarily emotional. Like mm, okay. you had almond butter and some sugar-free jelly. There's like, yep. that's not espionage. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. when we use phrases like, and this might seem like semantics, but I think it's really important. When we use phrases like self-sabotage and often even when we use words like binge, Mm -hmm. They come with all of this negativity and judgment. I sabotaged myself. We are adding (laughs) in so much more drama. Like objectively, if we strip away the emotion, it was after nine, you wanted to eat, you had a couple spoonfuls of almond butter and sugar-free jelly, period, Mm -hmm. the end. That's it. 
right? When we say like, and then I sabotaged and I told myself I wouldn't do it, that is subjective emotion loading, which doesn't help at all. So that's, uh-huh. that's one thing. The other thing that I think can be really helpful, when we set a goal like not eating after nine, I think it's really important to do it in a way that is representative of the progress that needs to happen. So for example, let's say that this is your brand new goal, not eating after 9 p.m. What Mm -hmm. I would first do starting out is look at your journal and say, how many days out of the last 14 did I eat after 9 p.m.? And let's say that in 14 days, you ate after 9 p.m. 10 days out of 14, okay? Mm -hmm. I would say in the next two weeks, my goal then is to only eat after 9 p.m. 7 out of the 14 days. Okay. Or to not eat after 9 p.m. 7 out of the 14 days, however you want to word it, so that you're Mm -hmm. looking at it as an improvement. Because if we set this goal, let's say that in two weeks, you ate after nine, 10 days out of the 14 in, in, in your, before you set this goal. And then you say, I'm not eating. That's a huge change to go from, I did this 10 days out of 14 to, I don't do it at all anymore. That's a big mm-hmm. change. And the mm-hmm. reality is your body responds to what represents an improvement for you. So if you went from 10 to 7, That's an improvement. That's progress. Do it in a way that's achievable because you're not in a rush and you want it to last and you don't want to feel guilty. And then you can be strategic. Well, next Friday, I'm going out to dinner with my husband and we might be out after nine and I really want to be able to have dessert if we choose to have dessert. And so in light of that, the almond butter and sugar-free jelly is just not worth it, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? You're always talking about it's not about perfection. It's about progress. It's about progress. and that's an example of I still kind of hold on to those um, the diet mentality of but all you or can none. Choose, you know, you yeah. can choose not to. Right, right. And the so other there's thing, still work to be done. Abs- oh, always, forever, <laughs> always, for the rest yes, of your yes. life. And the other thing that you might consider after nine o'clock, you know, no matter who you are, you're feeling tired, you're feeling run down. The other thing you can say is, look, whatever I choose, whether I choose to eat or not to eat. I'm going to first say, what do I really need? Like, what is it that I really need? A lot of times we get up and we go to the kitchen because we're feeling restless and maybe we're just bored. Okay, well, is food the right response to boredom? Maybe the answer is yes for you, but at least ask the questions. Be more committed to asking the questions than to answering the questions, quote unquote, correctly, right? Build the discipline of at least asking So you can learn, because to your point, the more information you have, the easier things become. So it's not about getting the right answer, so to speak, as if there was one, because really it's just about what's an improvement for you, but about the discipline of asking the question. Sometimes that pause is enough to inspire action, but focus more on the discipline of asking than on grading the rightness of your answer, right? Mm -hmm. So what is it that I really need? Am I truly hungry? Am I bored? Am I just tired? Am I just tired and I'm looking for something to keep me awake? Well, take yourself to bed, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I would commit to the discipline of at least just being inquisitive, not for the purpose of getting the right answer, but for the purpose of saying like, what's up? What's going on? Am I paying attention? What do I really need? What am I really looking for right now? Okay. All right. Yeah, I can do that. 
I absolutely know you can do that without question. <laughs> let me ask you, <laughs> let me ask you one last question. Okay. If there's somebody listening right now who is on the fence about the fat loss fast track, maybe like you, they're just kind of like sick of dieting and always trying, trying, trying. And like, I'm X many years old and I still haven't figured it out. <laughs> what, yeah. what would you say to that person now that you are almost through your first fat loss fast track? What would you say to them? Um, I would say it's worth it. You are worth it. You're worth the investment and the time that you're going to put into learning about yourself because mm. nobody else could tell you about you. Nobody yes. else could tell you why you're making the choices that you are um, or, or what, you know, why you're doing what you're doing. The answers are inside of you. And most of us don't take the time to sit and think about those things or track them or interact with someone else about them. And this is your opportunity to do that for a solid three months. It's all about you. Yeah. I mean, that's fabulous. Yeah, that's a lifelong thing you can learn from. Like you have, to your point, with your tracking document, with your journal, you now have all your answers that are specific to you, all of your tools, all of your everything right there in front of you. Exactly. That's mm -hmm. so awesome. There are so many things I love about that episode, including the conversation about getting real with the term self-sabotage. Is it really that dramatic and awful? Did you really undercut yourself with a couple of spoonfuls of almond butter after nine o'clock at night? No, not really. And a big part of the challenge is just that we have made things more emotional than they need to be. I think this is such a great conversation about so many things, including how awareness, the awareness that allows us to create a strategy based on our behavior, not based on somebody else's, based on being a student of you and your choices and the way you think, that allows us to work smarter and not harder. That is the path to making your choices easier and easier instead of relying on willpower. I love this. I hope to see you and hang out with you and be able to answer your specific questions on this upcoming webinar series. It's a two-part webinar. It's totally free. December 13th and 14th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Grab your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash December. See you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. 
Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.